quite a horse, Albert. But for now, his place is with the army. I, Albert, now can't do solemnly swear that we shall be together again. Phoebe arrives, a gleam in her eyes, and the years unfold again. And like barley corn, who rose from the grain, new year will rise up again. When I started working at the National Theatre in 2004, I knew that I wanted handspring puppets to work here. And so we were reading various stories to try and work out what might be another show. And I was reading some Michael Morpurgo stories. And my mum said to me, have you read the one about a horse in the First World War? And I looked for it a bit and I couldn't find it. And then I, I found it and read it. And it was War Horse. It was an extraordinary story. And I, I immediately thought, um, maybe this is the story uh, for which handspring puppets could create that definitive puppet that is going to play a leading role. I then went to Nick Heitner, who's the artistic director of the National Theatre, and I said, um, read this chapter of War Horse. It was a chapter describing the charge of the, of the Yeomanry in the First World War, a massacre. And Nick Heitner said, well, you, you mean we should make an epic piece of theatre in our big theatre, which is designed uh, for verbal storytelling on an epic scale, and we should have a central character played by a puppet and that it shouldn't speak and I said yes Handspring, uh, and as soon as I discovered their work, it was obvious that they were well up to creating the horse. Well, it started quite some years ago when we brought Faustus in Africa to the Battersea Art Centre when Tom Morris was artistic director there, and he saw a hyena in that play, which he fell in love with. When they're working with puppeteers, the first thing that they teach them is to make the puppet breathe. That's the first step. So any handspring puppet in any show even if it's not active in a scene, is breathing, and that's part of the magic of their work. So there's an accent at the, at the, at the beginning of the inbreath. So the, the first workshop we came to was when the project was still very much a question mark, and we were realizing that there were difficulties in adapting a novel about the war to the stage. I remember there was a critical moment where I asked an actor called Ed Woodall to pretend to be a horse, not to speak, um, and another actor called Sam Barnett. And Sam Barnett had a, a halter, a bit of rope, and I said to Sam, OK, you need to try and calm the horse down, played by Ed, until it will accept the halter on his face. And I said to Ed, don't accept the halter until the boy's calmed you down. This can go on all day if you like, but just play it for real. And they improvised it. Um, and really with no dialogue at all, apart from, good boy, good boy, <laughs> they created this extraordinary scene 
And so we discovered two things there. We discovered that um, creating a realistic characterization of an animal in an absurd fashion, in that case by having a man pretending to be a horse, um, was a good building block for a compelling piece of drama, even if it wasn't led by the dialogue in the scene. The nature of the show is that it's poor theatre, which means that it's not about illusion. You don't have to believe in the illusion quite so much. You're aware of how it's made, so you're aware that they're sticks of wood, but the sticks of wood become a foal to you. The, the crows, the goose and the foal, um, and the soldier puppets. Uh, the puppeteer is equally visible to the audience as the puppet, uh, sometimes more so. Frequently they're much bigger than the, the puppet itself. So, um, and the goose is just a great example of that. Um, uh, Finn Caldwell and Al Najari, who work the goose, find slightly different ways of, of, of working the goose when they're performing. Um, but there's, a, there's an amazing concentration of um, the puppeteer's physicality. And um, it, his focus is totally down this Long rod towards the goose puppet. That's it. Down. Down. The hardest thing actually was to create the weight of a horse, uh, just anatomically, so that the puppeteers could, um, through their movement, realise the horse's weight and actually manipulate the legs so that the horse, when it moved forward, you could see the muscles of the, the weight of the horse. We'd work out the, the actual the walk of a horse, you know, which has a certain rhythm. Uh, there's a certain point where the, where the horse has to pick up uh, a step, otherwise it doesn't look right. So I would slowly start with, with the puppeteers, with Adrian and Basil, um, literally finessing little tiny moments. And, and what happens as well is that a major thing is, the, um, uh, is to introduce the levels of tension, which becomes particularly important in order to put through the puppeteers the, the levels of tension in the horse. It's all right. It's all right. Good boy. Good boy. Working with the horse puppets in preparation before I even met the Joey and Top Form before I met the puppets themselves in action. Uh, I went and spent a lot of time with real horses thinking that I have to project a lot of what a real horse is onto the puppet. Um, but actually when, when I walked into the room for the first time and met Joey as a moving living horse, it, it's very easy actually to believe that it is a horse without having to project anything upon it. You don't, there's, not, there's not much acting required in that in that area because it it's so instinctive and in the moment and breathing and, and living. Joey, Joey boy, when I call Joey like that, you'll always know it's me, Albert. That's a good start. 
start, Joey. That's a good start, boy. I think what I've learnt from this production, more than any other, is this extraordinary way that everyone involved in it, from, from the lighting, to the design, to the direction, to the script writing, to the acting, to the music, everything, everything. Everyone, it seems to me, has somehow joined together to make this thing work. Whoever it is behind the scenes, pulling whatever switch, doing whatever, is as important as everyone else in the making of this show. And they all know that. And there was a togetherness about the whole thing, which I found um, moving and enormously telling. It's why the production works. It's because when those people come together to make that show, they put heart and soul into it. They believe in it, they make it. Unbelievable hard work, because I watched them. I watched these puppeteers sometimes, three of them together with no puppet around them, making all the movements, doing all the action, teaching each other of how it is to be a horse frightened, a horse worried. You know, what a bunch of people and what a show they've made. Easy now, don't get excited. We'll get through this all right, don't you worry. We're taking up positions, sir, they've seen us. We keep advancing, knee to knee. 